Gentlemen and ladies and folks around the world, thank you so much for joining me. I am Joey Hernandez, and I'm going to do kind of a different podcast today. I'm not going to do my usual format where I have all my things lined up and my music and my tones and all of that. I'm just going to sit and have a little chat with you. So this is going to be all one long thing. But I do have to get something just, I'm going to try to do this in 20 seconds. AdamMail.com has partnered with an older gay guy show to bring you the finest in all things sexual. You can get up to 50% off almost any one item. Just go to AdamMail.com and use the coupon code AOGGS, which stands for an older gay guy show, AOGGS at checkout to get your savings. Okay, that was longer than 15 seconds. So today's just an impromptu episode that I just decided to do today, and uh, it's going to be short, probably. And as you know, we are still in my sweeps period. I have yet to close that out. So there'll be this episode today, there'll be another episode of Your Personal Trainer, where we go over some exercises, and then also the conclusion which is part seven of Sergeant Ron telling us about his gay military life. And then that will conclude this extra long sweeps period that I've had. My name is Joey Hernandez. This is an older gay guy show. This episode, oh, have I named this episode? I haven't. I'm going to do something like, am I afraid? Or am I done with this? Or <laughs> Because... We're talking about MRIs. Oh, so brilliant, Joey. Brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So I'm going to tell you the story of my MRI that I had earlier this week. And why would I tell you something like this? Why am I going to tell the story? And the reason is that because there are people who are afraid of certain tests and I talked previously about my colonoscopy, actually two of them and uh, gave you details about that. And I'm going to talk about an MRI because that's that big machine, right? That's circular, like a long tube. And they have you go all the way into it. And you are very pressed together and held in one position throughout. And because of that, and because, you know, it's this cylinder around you, a lot of times people will panic about it or get really nervous about having the test. And so therefore, I'm going to tell you my experience and maybe that will help. Maybe that will make it worse. (laughs) I just don't know. But I am going to tell you this. Okay, so picture it. Beth Israel Deaconess Hospital in Boston just a couple days ago. My doctor that did the cancer on my tongue that I say it a million times because it's really big, cut out a quarter of my tongue because of cancer. He wanted to uh, just double check my neck and the lymph nodes that are in through my collarbone and a little up into my head. And he just wanted that as a precaution, just check everything, make sure there isn't any cancer floating around there. Cool. 
So I went in for this test, and for some reason, I was thinking about a CAT scan that I got. And I thought that the MRI was what the CAT scan was. And it's not. (laughs) It's much more involved than I thought it would be. So I arrived at the hospital, and I had to go through different buildings and all this shit to get to this waiting room. And I was the only one waiting. And they said, just wait there and someone will come for you. So I'm sitting there and I'm sitting there and I'm sitting there. And this lady comes out from the side door and she has a stack of hospital clothing in her hand. And she puts it down on a tray that's near where I'm sitting. And she said, okay, this is this is for you. You go into here. She pointed to a, like a closet room. You change. And if you have underwear on, you can keep that on. Otherwise, the, the pants come up. You tie the pants. On the tops, you put the first one on so the opening is in the back. And then you put the second one on over that, a regular way that you'd wear a jacket or a coat. And that's the way you do it. Oh, and I had uh, little socky things, right, to walk on the floor. So I was really surprised. And I had to fill out this questionnaire about metal, if I have any metal implants, and da 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 And uh, so I'm sitting there, right? Nobody's told me anything. And I'm like, why the hell am I in hospital clothes? That like, what are they going to do to me? They're supposed to be doing my, my neck and my head. Why am I in hospital clothes? So I'm sitting there and I'm sitting there. And then this guy comes out. This, this Adonis doctor comes out. Blonde kind of hair, a little like whiskery beard, not terribly grown in. So the beard's a lighter color as well. And he just, he just looked (laughs) superior. So he talks to me and he says, okay, come on, we're going to go do this. And we go to this first room and he said, okay, have a seat here. I'm going to put in your IV. And I'm sitting there going, an IV, what the hell are these people going to do to me? So I'm, so he asks me, you know, which arm is better to put it in and the vein and da, da, da. And having been both a funeral director and a bomber, as well as a bodybuilder, and as well as having a shit ton of blood taken out of me in the last 30 years, I pretty much knew where the best vein was. So he put it in and he connected it and it like hung off my arm a little bit. It's not plugged into anything, just the the, the needle is in me and it's taped into place and all. And he says, okay, go back out to the waiting room for just a few minutes. So I went back out and I'm still the only person there. And so then he comes back a few minutes later and he said, okay, we're all set. Let's go. And he takes me to the room that's next to the one that I sat in where he put the IV in. And this is the one with the big machine. And I had previously known that it's something you're going to go into. It's something that you're not supposed to move while you're in there. And I had heard about the sounds that happen, these really loud sounds. And I can't say really enough 
of how loud these sounds were. They give you a set of earplugs to put in, and these kinds of earplugs go way the hell in. So I put them in. They had me put my arms in a certain position, and they were kind of kind of locked into place a little bit. Handed me this tube with a bulb, a squeezable bulb on the end. This is your emergency signal. And he said, you know, if you're freaking out or whatever, you know, just squeeze that, and I will, you know, I will talk to you and take you out if necessary. Cool. All right, so I knew it was not going to be a problem. I can't tell you the number of times when I was a funeral director in Balmer, when I had family and friends over that we would play, let's all get in a casket, wouldn't this be fun, you know? So I had been in a closed coffin. I knew what that felt like. So I knew this machine was going to be a piece of cake. So he uh, gets me in position and... I have my earplugs in, and I got to say, you know, while I was waiting and he was kind of doing stuff in the room and scurrying around, I might have been locked kind of into place, but my eyes were following him. Oh, beautiful man, beautiful man. So then he says, okay, because we're doing your neck and your head, I've got to put this additional thing on you. And he put on kind of what was like um, a hockey mask almost on my face. And it locked in place onto my head, locked into what my head was resting on. And I can see between some of the uh, work on it, I don't know what how, the different parts that joined part to part. And I could look between those and I could see him. And he said, you know, if you want to pull down your mask... You can do that while you're in there. That way, if you talk, I'll hear you better. And you can just like have more relaxed breathing. So, okay, cool, whatever. My IV had not been hooked to anything, which surprised me. So he rolled me back into the machine. And, and it seemed like maybe they were trying to do something with the machine and it wasn't doing it because he slid me all the way in and he said, okay, we're going to get going. And he said, now this first thing is going to be four minutes long. And I said, okay. I didn't know if they could hear me. I gave a thumbs up. So then he took me back out of the machine and, and it made a few more noise. I, not all the way out, part way out. And it made a bunch of noises again, different noises, really loud, very weird. And then I slid back into the original position all the way into it. And he's like, okay, sorry. Okay, now the first part's going to be four minutes. And I'm like, okay, let's go. <laughs> so I'm laying there. I close my eyes, just my preference. He said, you can have your eyes open if you want, but wasn't much to look at. So I close my eyes, and I just started like thinking about songs and kind of running music in my mind, thinking of what all the words are and all this, because <laughs> you hear Bang, clank, clank, clank. Uh, beep, 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 Clank, clank, clank. And it's like, oh, what the hell? And then he, he finishes the four minutes and he said, you okay? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. And, he, and he's like, okay, uh, it's going to be a couple minutes more. Hold on. And again, the, 
made a few more noises and, and, you know, you could tell he was adjusting things or something. And it's like, okay, now this next one, this is the long one. You're going to go for eight minutes. And I'm like, I'm sure that'll be fine. Let's go. Repeated the exact same thing. I ran songs through my mind. I kind of sung a little bit like out of my mouth, but <laughs> there's no way anyone would ever hear me. So I'm kind of singing away. All the while, it's making all the exact same noises. And it's the clanking, this big, like, clanking noise that's the weirdest because what the hell is big enough <laughs> that it's making a clanking noise like that? So, okay, I'm going to hook up your IV now. And I'm like, oh, this is weird. Because I assumed the, the IV would be to relax me or even put me to sleep. I didn't think they'd do that, but relax me. No. So he hooks up that. And I said to him, the only thing I can think of possibly of what you're doing here is, is that some sort of dye? And he's like, yes, it goes through your system. You know, don't worry about it. And I'm like, oh, no, it's fine. I just wanted to, I was interested in what it was. So then I went through another series of four-minute ones. I think there was a five-minute one and a couple two-minute things. And, and after probably the entire thing taking about an hour, I slid back out of the machine. I gave them the earplugs. I got up. They said, nice seeing you. <laughs> and I, I just... Uh, I head out and I had put my clothes in a locker. They have lockers for you um, while you're having the procedure done. And took my clothes, got dressed, and headed out of there. And for anyone that is afraid of tight spaces, people that are claustrophobic, yes, this is kind of a tight area that you go into. It's more tight in the respect of your sides because they have pads and your arms are fitted between these pads. And then there are, I guess, pads on the outside of that. And it's pressing against the wall or part of the wall of this big tube. But you could easily see out they give you this emergency thing, and the noises are more annoying than anything. I ended up getting a headache just from the noise, and I had these really intense earplugs in. But I would do it over and over and over if that's what I need to do. It's it's nothing, you know. Just, you know, if you do have that claustrophobia, maybe try to do the kinds of meditation or, you know, even running songs and singing through your mind <laughs> while you're battling the weird clanking and all noises, <laughs> you know, and, <laughs> and you're sitting there just singing show tunes and having a grand time. Honestly, don't worry about it. They have also... I'm not sure if this hospital did, but I read online that most hospitals also have a, a larger one, both for the fact that I did ask him, I said, you know, I'm so tightly in there, side, you know, my arms and my shoulders in. I said, you must not be able to have overweight people very easily in these. And he's like, yeah, sometimes we have problems. Yeah. And I'm like, Okay. And uh, I read somewhere that most hospitals have this larger one, not just for for pe larger people, although that certainly helps, 
but for the people that are freaked out, that feel just like they're too tight in there, too claustrophobic, they have a bigger one where you don't feel as enclosed, I guess. I'm not sure. But honestly, this is another medical thing that I had done that I can honestly tell you, honestly, and I will always be honest, anything I have done in the hospitals and everything, I'm going to tell you about because maybe it's going to help somebody, you know. (laughs) I don't know if you remember. I should have kept it on. I wonder if I have a copy of it. I'll put it back on. Um, I had done a, a short podcast a couple days after I had that quarter of my tongue removed. And I, I got to try to find it. Where, but anyway, the reason I did that is I want you to know what it's like to have had part of your tongue cut out, you know. Um, you never know something to tell at dinner parties. I don't know. So honestly, I will always be honest with you, and this is nothing. And even if you are claustrophobic, there's there's things that they could do to make it easier for you. So fear not on that, my friends. And with that, I will let you go. I will be back in a few days. I am in the middle of editing, and I still have the damn videos I haven't done. I am so far behind, it's not funny. Okay, love to all of you. Thank you so very much. And I will talk to you very soon. Thanks. Bye for now.